Hello, this is Zach in the future editing this episode, and I'm listening back, and as soon as I heard my audio, it became abundantly clear that I was recording this episode episode, episode through my webcam mic. It's totally listenable, it's fine, it's just, it's not the same audio quality I'm generally used to, so apologies for that. Uh, enjoy the show. Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko created Spider-Man, X-Men, the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers. Timeless characters whose stories were retold in the modern day with the creation of the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Join us as we journey through My Ultimate Year. universe of marvel comics my name is zach i'm your comic book journeyman and i am joined today as always by charlotte your comic book rainbow belt and we are in episode 26 <laughs> i didn't have it in front of me 26 and uh it is uh we're continuing kind of in this new era of uh of ultimate comics that's uh that's post like the main runs here i think uh this is maybe I, I don't know. It, it's interesting, like having these relaunches. Um, we're getting a, a, some like tight focuses on characters we didn't have before, but then like some big names like Fantastic Four and X Men are pr- pretty like obviously missing, right? Their absence yeah. is uh, is very noted. Um, and uh, yeah, it feels like a time of like change. There's a lot of new like voices coming through, although this is still like Miller and Bendis's show <laughs> for the most part here. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm generally this is a good batch of comics. I'm excited to talk about this, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, how are you feeling about the Ultimate Universe right now? Are you uh, Are you I'm, like on board? Are you like tired of this? Are you? I'm curious about, about some like, big that? stuff that's coming. Um, uh-huh. But like, I'm I am feeling hungry for like an expansion of the the Ultimate Universe, like to have some new stuff, mm-hmm. maybe some new characters, because this is starting to feel very very small and always confined to the same characters and there aren't a lot of characters so far in the ultimate universe like especially after the big uh <laughs> yeah after after they just kind of casually killed off yeah half of them i, I i'm less like i i hear you i i think i am ready for new stuff as well although that's not <laughs> what the ultimate universe has ever really done like it's new yeah. characters <laughs> um they've always been very like hewing to the past for the most part um I, I'm ready for new. I'm I'm just kind of excited excited for new voices in here, right? Like, yeah. As much as I've I've liked a lot of what Bendis and Miller has done, have done. I'm I'm just excited for them to leave and to do new stuff. And I don't know if they ever do. <laughs> honestly, I know like Bendis does leave Spider Man eventually, um, but it's like right before the end. Which, for context, we're in episode twenty seven. We have thirty four. So uh, we're going to be done with this September twenty twenty two of this year. Um, no. So like. We're we're more than two thirds of the way through, it uh, it it, yeah. I, I certainly like. I, I feel like I I don't know how they reinvigorate this with the time they have left. Um, although this this issue or the, these batch of comics does have some like big exciting new ideas in it that that I quite like. Um, the other thing to to mention is, um, 
we were saying like new characters. One of, one of the really weird things is that they're bringing in new characters, right? Like the the new Ultimate specifically is bringing in tons of new characters, and then those I, new characters are just rehashes of the same old characters we have. So it's like here's a new kid, he's Daredevil. Here's a new kid, he's uh, whatever. Like we had that batch of X Men kids that like I don't even remember now because they were all so like copy pasted from the original X Men. Um, and, and didn't distinguish themselves, and then also we haven't seen them again much. So, like, it, it's hard to get excited when it's just like, here's a new Black Widow. It's just a Black Widow, but a different woman. Here's a new Iron Man. It's, it's Tony Stark's brother, who's just... And I guess the... I'm also thinking as, like, the actual title of the comics. We still have Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Avengers, and, like, Ultimate Thor, which he hasn't had his own comic yet, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, yeah. he's still an already established. Like, where's Ultimate Black Panther? Where's Ultimate well, Captain I mean, Marvel? where's Ultimate Black Panther is the big yeah. question of the Ultimate Universe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, where's Ultimate Black Panther and where's Ultimate Daredevil? Daredevil got some focus before, but it was not really new. Right? Like, one of the things we but talked like, about. And Daredevil has had his, like, actual comics called Ultimate... Daredevil. He had, but then, like, something Dave and I were saying then, like, I'm sure you heard, was yeah, these would just slot right into 616, right? Like, yeah, it, it, well, it was also Electra, but you could also just, like, put those comics in 616 and be like, here's a little mini-series, and it would be like, yeah, no one would bat an eye, because they basically yeah. work as 616 comics. So there's not really anything, like, fresh about this version, right? Which is, like, one of Bendis' biggest problems when he's writing Daredevil, is he just writes his 616 version. So yeah, like, there are characters that are just missing, there's you know, I, I think <laughs> we will get to Miles soon, who is going to be the one big new addition who is like... And, and it's funny because we're talking like these characters are rehashes of old characters. He is the one that feels like, yes, he is a new Spider-Man, but like he also is very much his own Spider-Man. And I think maybe the difference is they commit to spending time to establishing him. Because we got those all those X-Men characters and then like we haven't seen them since and like who knows. And maybe we'll see them again and I'm, I'm wrong. But um, that, like, new team... I mean, we also haven't read any X-Men things, so... Which, you know, like, part of... I, I, I say this as if we're reading this month to month as the Ultimates are yeah. coming out, and not, like, you know, these comics are grouped in kind of a general order moving forward, but they're actually kind of just arbitrarily grouped together. Because, like, uh, at the end of... I can't remember. Maybe, like, the Ultimate Avengers that we were reading this time there were, like, advertisements for the Captain America that came out last time, right? Like, so, like, so, some of this is crossing over, some of this is, you know, like, back-to-back, -back, some of this is stretched out, right? Like, the, the order is a little arbitrary. So may, maybe that's going on, um, was happening, like, as they were being published, and, and we're not uh, aware of it just because of the order of the list, but... I think also, like, part of it is it feels like the characters are mostly the same as they were in the early 2000s when the Ultimate Universe were, was created, Whereas, mm. like, if you compare, it feels like they haven't caught up to where 616 is. Like, it feels like at this point, 616 is more modern than the Ultimate Universe, whereas it's supposed to be the, the opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, right? Because I, I think we're in... Like, they, they feel stuck in the see. 2000s, I think. This is 2010, right? Like, when all yeah. these are coming out. Uh, it's 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, which is kind of interesting that we've read 10 years of the Ultimates. Um, yeah. Or the Ultimate Comics. Yeah, that, that is interesting, but, like, you're right that, like, it feels, it, it doesn't feel like 2010's comics, except for maybe 
Ultimate Comics Thor, which we'll talk about. Like that's starting to feel. Well, I don't know. You know what? Like visually, I think Spider Man is getting into the 2010s. V- visually, I think yeah, I think they do to a degree, but like it depends. That some of the stories feel a little older, but like the actually yeah. this batch, this batch kind of feels like some of the more modern stuff that we've read. Like this and the um, I mean Hickman specifically, Captain America. Yes, Hickman specifically, but like. Bendis gets into some ideas with Spider-Man here that I'm like, oh, this is a good, fresh, new idea. But we'll, we'll hold off. Let's, yeah. let's talk about it um, comic by comic. <laughs> Before we do any of that, um, if you want to support this show, usually do this a little earlier, you can head over to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear, and, uh, and you can get six months early access to this show on Patreon. You can get access to the full comic spreadsheet for this and My Marvelous Year for uh, up to as little as a dollar a month, uh, plus a bunch of other bonuses over there. And uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts, ratings on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are all very welcome. Thank you so much. I read every one of them. All right. So Hickman. Jonathan Hickman is here in Ultimate Thor. Uh, it's a mini series here, only four four issues long, and art by Carlos Pacheco, uh, inks by Dexter Vines, colors by Edgar Delgado, and Clayton Cowles on letters. And Jonathan Hickman is most known... For, oh, I don't know. Uh, is he most known for his Marvel work or for his yeah. like creator-owned? Se- I mean, his. I mean, I, I'd say yeah, but then he's got a big creator-owned run of like. I mean, East of West news. mainly, I think. Yeah, East, East of West and the Manhattan, like the Manhattan Project, so the yeah. ones that I read first. But I um, mean, like 2015 Secret Wars dwarfs mm-hmm. all of that, I think. Uh, I don't know. It depends on if you're a Marvel person or not. If you're not reading Marvel, you might just know him from like. East of West, like, Black I mean, Monday Murders. Uh, anyway, he, yeah. he's got a huge career. Huge career. I mean, it's kind of like, do you know Alan Moore from... Or do you know Frank Miller from Sin City or Batman, right? Like, it's kind of yeah, such I a guess. big career that it's tough to tough to pin down. But yes, he's uh, he's very known for his Marvel work and very beloved. Dave has his, like... Let me see. Dave's best comics of all time. I'm just typing Dave's best comics of all time. Oh, it comes <laughs> up. <laughs> and Grill on it? I was just yeah, yeah, first first result. Huh. His, Dave's number four best comic of all time is Jonathan Hickman writing Marvel from 20, 2008 yeah. to 2016. So, like, <laughs> very well regarded. This is two years into Jonathan Hickman working in mainline 616 Marvel. He's writing, um, it's, uh, oh, I looked it up. Secret Warriors? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's right. I think that's what he's on now. And then he, like, he just started taking over Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, over there, but... Dark Rain, maybe, is uh, is what he like. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Huh. But anyway, he he's like beginning to spin up over at six one six, and he's got like a bunch of stuff going. It's not as expansive yet as it's going to be. The work he's going to do later. But he dips his toes over here in Ultimate Thor, and does four issues here, and it's interesting. It's kind of a weird comic for someone to just like jump in to do. It kind of feels like yeah. something that like Mark Miller would have wanted to do, because. It's largely a cleanup issue or a cleanup series, right? It starts out as like a an origin for this version of Thor, like for the for the ultimate version of Thor, and then it heads into begin, being a a prequel of sorts for the Mark Miller uh, Brian Hitch Ultimates, like the the original mm-hmm. one. I, I I think it leads directly into the the beginning of uh, of that. So yeah, I, yeah that's yeah. not what I was expecting starting starting with, and like obviously. 
12 years into the Ultimate Universe, I'm not expecting a prequel to the like first big story of the Ultimate Universe. Um, I well, think it doesn't, it doesn't works. feel like it doesn't feel like a prequel to me to like of the whole thing. It feels like a prequel for Thor specifically, right? It feels I mean, like let's let's yeah, really but like Thor... there's literally scenes from the Mark Miller Ultimate in this comic, but all having to do with Thor, right? It's all like yeah. every every one of those scenes is Thor's point of view and like how Thor approached that. Yeah, right. It's like no, I, I think it was. I think so, like it's I just you, unexpected how yeah. how closely tied it is to. Two comics yeah, from yeah, ten yeah. years ago at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it, it's weird. It's like, is it playing on nostalgia for those? Right. It's, uh, I don't know. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, so so the the main thing here is hopping between like three timelines. It's uh, Thor as um, oh, what's his uh, his like human name? He's he's got a human name here. Everyone thinks um, he's like this nurse. I mean, it is like from, Thor Leaf or something. Thor. Yeah, something like that. I, I can't I remember. Think. Yeah, and he he's in a uh, in a research hospital in like the the European Super Soldier Initiative, and James Braddock and another scientist, his his father, I think, are working with Thor um, to with with a psychiatrist named Donald Blake who comes in to like work with them, and uh, and then it's like flashing between this of like Thor is you know he's a crazy guy like locked up in an institution. Where they, you know, don't believe that he's actually Thor, and they they're trying to get to the root of what's going on with him. It's flashing between that, and then like nineteen late nineteen thirties, early nineteen forties. I can't remember exactly when. Uh, like um, just pre World War Two, I think. Yeah, thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine. Where like Baron Zemo is leading men on this quest to like get to the nine realms, like unlock the nine realms using these Norn stones, and then also Asgard from like way, way, way in the past where, like, Thor and Loki are friends still. Like, Thor, Loki, and Balder are the Warriors 3 here, and the three of them are, like, thick as thieves, and they're fighting together. And it's, yeah, it's just an origin. It's an origin for Thor, it's an origin for Loki. Yeah. Uh, it integrates Balder in an interesting way here. And uh, and you go through, like, the whole, all the prophecies having to do with, like, Loki killing, killing Balder, and uh, the death of Asgard with the death of Odin, and how, you know, Loki will be locked away in the the door or the realm with no doors, etc. All this stuff. Um, it's interesting. It, it's you can see Hickman's strengths here as like a guy who likes to yeah. like build, like build worlds, right? Like he's really good at building worlds and building. You know, as anyone re reads the Substack, he likes writing. You know, like um, what is it like player like D and D manuals. For, uh, for like world <laughs> source books for uh, D and D, um, I mean, and that's some, and that's not even his stuff exactly. Just his his data pages from House of X and Birds of Ten are full of that stuff. And, and uh, like I, I, that sounds dismissive, and like and that's definitely like sounds like it's selling him short. He, he has a lot of other strengths besides that. I think his characters are very strong. Like the worlds he builds are engaging, and the characters yeah. that he has spinning. He just he's a very methodical kind of guy. Like he's a guy you get the feeling that he has all this very planned out, and he's not just like laying tracks as he's, you know, as, as the train is running, right? That he has, yeah. like, everything laid out really clearly. Um, yeah, there's a it's plan. Just such a it's just such a strange thing to come back and be like, you know what? Like, Mark Miller left Thor with an interesting idea, but open, like, it kind of just landed in, um, I don't know, kind of an unsatisfying space for me. Like, we did get, you know, Loki's real, Asgard attacked, not Asgard, but I can't even remember what it was, but... Uh, 
Like Ultimates 2 had a bunch of mythological yeah. beasts from Asgard attacking ogres and stuff, and the Ultimates fought them. Um, so it definitely turned out like, yes, it's real. No, he's not just hallucinating. Um, but like, it, it yeah, I don't know, it, it felt lacking for me for like, what is Asgard in this space? And who is Thor exactly? And he kind of is just like, yeah, let me, let me clear all that up. Let me like write a nice, neat origin that like, Weaves in the stuff that happens. It's not completely rewriting everything, but it is solidifying everything into being more. Yeah, it is giving it context. I, 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 I think, and like the context of it yeah, is yeah. that Ragnarok has happened, and that the like Asgard basically is already dead, and that's why Thor is on Earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he was banished to, or well, when Asgard was destroyed, like he destroyed Asgard with the hammer, um, as the ice giants and Loki attacked Loki. Yeah. Being Baron Zemo, having led the Nazis yeah. under, under the Baron Zemo hood. Kind of a fun twist. Kind of a fun way to integrate Baron Zemo here. I, yeah. I appreciated that. Um, and uh, yeah, Od Odin dies, and uh, Thor takes the hammer and crashes down on all of them, and everything goes white, and Asgard is destroyed, and you know he, he fights off the, the invaders, but Asgard is also destroyed. But there's this run through line running through it of Odin saying, like, Asgard will be destroyed in Ragnarok because I am Asgard, right? Like, Asgard is in me, but also yeah. I am in you. You are also, you know, there, there is, there's an Odin in all of us, and uh, there's an Odin in you, and <laughs> when you, uh, when I'm gone, like, it will still be carried on through you, which is something he kind of forgets and doesn't, like, he's so hyper-focused on Asgard being destroyed. That um, that is, that is, come through to him until later in his human form uh donald blake who actually turns out to be the human Balder. reincarnation of uh balder which is great yeah. I, I love that twist that's that's yeah. a very fun use also both balder and donald blake um comes to him and like reminds him of this and you know kind of tells him like asgard is a a barren wasteland but you can reinvigorate it right like you are odin you are thor and odin you have and odin wanted you to do more than just you know build up Asgard again, he wanted you to what, uh, like, save Midgard, right? Like, save yeah. it from itself. Which is why, like, you know, when the the Brian Hitch, Mark Miller, Ultimates, Thor is such, like, you know, a, an activist and a peacenik <laughs> and an anti-imperialist uh, is because it is it is part of this, like, charge. Yeah, he's kind of, like, Odin. carrying Odin's mission and, like, he, I mean, the way they, he, Odin says it, like, is basically the equivalent of the Odin Force from 616 Comics, is that, like, the the magic of Asgard is the same that, uh, like, makes Odin alive, and that is through Mjolnir, and, like, Thor, by carrying uh, Mjolnir, by, by being uh, the, the God of Thunder, keeps the, the life of Asgard going, and that's by um, by helping Earth, he kind of, like, helps Asgard uh, re relive, I think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that... that it's a little unclear, like, the, the connection between the two. It's kind of just, like, one line from Balder. It, it's interesting, yeah. but, like, I would like to see more of that. I, did you kept waiting for... Like, I kept waiting for Odin's, like, heel turn here. <laughs> yeah, it's weird like, to have... I, I was gonna say, it's weird to have a, a genuinely good Odin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Which feels wrong it's to say. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, an Odin who doesn't have some kind of, like, ulterior motive or, like... Yeah you know, some pride that is uh, is poisoning everything. No, he's generally trying to, like, put Thor on the right path. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> teach, him a, teach him a good lesson. Um, the, the art, I think, is quite nice. It's not, like, a stunner, but I think it, it works really well for what it's doing. 
um, Carlos yeah. Pacheco. Something something I really liked about this is the um, the violence is really bold. It's very gory and gruesome at times, but I think used yeah. to good effect. So there's two moments here that are like kind of shockingly violent. Um, when Loki shoots Balder with an arrow through the eye, which is mm-hmm. like kind of a classic mythological uh, moment. It's it's very very gruesome, and <laughs> and then the other moment, actually, now that I think of it, is like almost a little silly when um, is it Fenris. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Fenris devours Odin, but it's just an ice wolf, so I don't know if it's Fenris. But yes, uh, devours Odin, and it's it basically is just, supposed to be Fenris. It is just an explosion of blood. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy how much blood bursts out of this man. Yeah. Like more blood than any one person actually has. I mean, um, he's a god. He he has high pressure of blood. <laughs> Right, his blood <laughs> insane, <laughs> insanely high. All of his uh, veins are full to bursting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I quite dug the uh, the vibe. It, you know that that panel of the wolf attacking and um, devouring Odin kind of made me think of all the Carnage comics we're reading, where I'm like, this is how like violence should be this big and fun <laughs> when they're yeah. trying to do Carnage. If they're trying to sell this hyper violence, like they need to actually lean into it, like this does. Um, because this this was all really uh, well well drawn, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate it. like this is not you know if you walk in being like all right Hickman's laying big plans yeah. for the future and this is some you know big intricate web. No, I don't think so. I think it's much smaller than that. No, I think it's, really it's mostly just... just a Thor miniseries, but it has like that Hickman spice on it that makes it a bit special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like it, it's th- this is certainly not in the the top ten of his work, but uh, it, is, no. it is very. It's very good, it's very solid, and it feels somewhat fresh. It's also, it's just nice to someone someone who's like, you know what it is? He's, he's just very serious about the work he does, right? Yeah. Like, you, you can tell he takes all this very seriously, right? Like, he wants to create something, and he wants to create something that is solid and that is, like, real and lasting, and that he is, like, taking all this really seriously because he has it planned, right? Like, and that that's something that I... Really, like, I mean, it contrasts uh, to like Asgard, Ultimate Asgard, having so far been done by Mark Miller and Jeff Loeb. Mm-hmm. Totally, exactly. That, that's what I was gonna say. Is like it's in direct contrast to how I feel about yeah. Miller. Miller sometimes, Jeff Loeb always. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is that I'm like I don't think you take this that seriously, right? Like you're just kind of thinking about yeah. like what's fun, what's cool, what's badass, like what's you know wh- whatever. What will like. St- like light the nerd fires right um rather than like taking things particularly seriously i mean this is a charge i've been throwing against miller forever which is like i just don't think he like thinks about these things he thinks it's cool and then he casts it aside as soon as he's done with it um and that's something like with hickman you just get that he's just like no like he takes it very seriously and that's something that um I, i just appreciate that earnestness you know like it it miller's glibness can be fun sometimes but I very rarely feel like he is just like thinking like, yes, I'm building and, something. And it is tiring while. after a while, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Although like, I say that, but I also feels... had fun with uh, his uh, Avengers. Totally. Totally. I know we're, we're going to say this same thing, but you know what? I, I think the difference is that like, it, it's kind of like when, when someone points to something like, you know, a Jeff Loeb, uh, new ultimates comic or whatever, or yeah. Avengers as you're writing ultimate Avengers. It talks about, like, some detail, like, well, if you look back at Ultimate Avengers, like, Captain America did this then, so canonically, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but those comics are not serious, right? Like, those are 
unserious yeah. comics that are not like I, I can't take that seriously. So when you talk about stuff as being like canonized in some very like silly doofy comic, you know, it, it's hard for me to like take it seriously versus like you know, or, or like, well, canonically Magneto's a cannibal because of like, you know, whatever, <laughs> that kind of line. That, that Mark Miller just throws out there. And it's like, it's kind of a funny detail, but like, he doesn't take it seriously. And I don't either. And you shouldn't either as a reader, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you shouldn't take this as like, wow, interesting. What are the implications? Like, the, th- you know, thematic resonance of this is, you know, and it's like, yeah, and the, the implication there, right? is only that's Mark Miller stuff, it would be funny. Right. Yes, exactly. Which, you know, like, can be fun. And we're going to talk about those yeah. Avengers, the third volume here. It just, it feels a little difference between like snack food in a main course. Right? Yeah, like it, it's just it comes and, and sometimes that snack food is gross, <laughs> and sometimes it's tasty, um, and uh, like we're gonna talk about, it, I think the next one's kind of tasty. Yeah. So yeah, let's <laughs> let's jump into that then. The uh, the Ultimate Avengers volume. It's weird because in Marvel Unlimited it has it as Ultimate Comics Avengers three. Yeah, the, the naming conventions six. for this time in the Ultimate Universe are they make no sense. I think it's just supposed to be Ultimate Avengers three. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Except, except that, like, um, yeah, it's strange. Marvel fandom has it listed as like issues like thirteen through uh, nineteen or eighteen. But anyway, okay. yeah. So this is this is the blade, the blade arc, the vampire arc. Um, and this is yeah, it's the vampire arc. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, you know what? This, I was actually kind of surprised because I was like, what came before this? What was the the arc that he did? Right the Ghost Rider stuff, I think. And it's so strange how, you know, I I wonder how much, like, the artist he's collaborating with has an impact on Mark Miller. Um, Because this feels very different from that. That stuff was wild and pretty Wasn't Ghost Rider all the same artists? That was uh, Lionel Francis Yu. And this is Steve Dillon. Steve Dillon is very different. Also Steve Dillon. Yeah, no, they they, they are very different artists. Very, very different. And, and I just want to camp on Steve Dillon a little bit. I love Steve Dillon's art. What do you, what do you think about this? Because I could see someone being like, no, it's kind of ugly. <laughs> but no, like, I think he <laughs> redeems Mark Manor. <laughs> he does a little bit by like, ma- like the ugliness works with Mark Yeah, I think he's the I only, think. he's one of the only artists who's like, their art actually matches what Mark Manor is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Because I, th- I think the like, the very flat plane, like no one is pretty here. There's, the, no one is no. sexy here, and I, I think that very like plain stated way of drawing these comics really leans into like making making a Mark Miller script look sexy and like sleek is a mistake, right? Because it shouldn't yeah. be sexy and sleek. Making it look sexy and sleek, Although, like under. But I think Mark Miller thinks it is sexy and sleek. Right, yeah, so you almost need someone I to, think like... Mark Miller thinks Blade here is supposed to be sexy and sleek, but I prefer that <laughs> Steve Dillon doesn't make him sexy. Right, I mean, look at, like, if you look at the covers, right, the covers make them look, like, very cool and very badass, yeah. and uh, and then the inside of the comic, no, right, like, yeah. and, and it almost, like, it, it's almost, um, yeah, like, the art itself needs to, uh, like... T- tell the writing what it actually is <laughs> a little bit. Right? Yeah. Like, it needs to be like, no, no, you need to, you know, like realize that this is funny because it's so crass and base uh, a little bit. And Steve, I mean, it's one of the reasons that Preacher is the comic that it is, right? Like Preacher is an incredible comic and a lot of, lot of that is Steve Dillon's art. Like Steve Dillon gets just how like ugly this world is 
um, that exists that God, I, I love, I love his art and I love his, uh, you know, I love Preacher. Um, okay, so this is, this is Blade versus a bunch of vampires. It introduces a new, a new daredevil called, boy, what's this kid's name? Who Ray cares? Connors. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't get, don't get used to him. <laughs> um, I don't think dies, that's important. He dies here in yeah. these comics, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm glad, honestly, like I'm glad this was a little bit of a fake out because mostly I was like, what are you why why are you introducing yeah. a new Daredevil? Like, you never used Daredevil when he was here. Why now that he's dead, you know, that you threw him off the <laughs> you killed him off screen, why are we introducing a new Daredevil? Um yeah, I I, I get it now. Like, because he just wanted to bring in Stick and uh I, I guess tie in like Stick and Blade. Are, are Stick and Blade tied in together in six one six, do you know? I don't think so. I yeah, mean, I don't I know, know a lot that, about, like, 90s Blades, so, which is most of Blades, so I couldn't say for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like, I don't, I don't with Blade. that and his Ultimate Avengers 1 and 2, it feels also like he just wants to do the whole, like, Spirits of Vengeance, uh, Marvel Knight stuff. Like, all the Ghost Rider, Blades, uh, the, those kinds mm -hmm. of characters. So, Sticks feels, uh, fits into that, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I think just, like, the tone here, like... Miller Miller isn't going too wild with stuff. He's got some big fun ideas, like an idea of um, what's the guy's name? It, it's like the guy who trained Blade, Blade's master, who's a vampire yeah. hunter, gets turned into a vampire, and then somehow gets Iron Man's old armor, the like Silver Age armor, and uh, and he's like leading all the vampires of the world united to like change superheroes into vampires, and they get Hulk quickly right and that's a big boom for them is that they i mean they no have, they uh, don't get hulk. hulk they get the nerd clone of hulk <laughs> right yeah because i don't even know yeah right right is bruce bruce banner's still around somewhere but just not he's in the x-men uh what oh no i don't remember that what in like ultimate x like that new team of x-men he he's hanging around with them because i think gene helped him like keep his mind in hulk form something like that kind of remember that but not, <laughs> not really that was like six months ago um yeah so yeah they, ago, they get the yeah. nerd hulk but the nerd hulk then immediately gets like super vicious and nasty and one of one of the jokes that really worked for me here is the build-up to like um anthony the uh the the head vampire here at some yeah. point like three quarters of the way through here you know they're, they're like all getting together to make their big raid and the hulk you know is like sassing and he's like all right you want to like take a shot shot at the top like, every, every leader needs to deal with, you know, some upstart, and I'll take any comers, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, this whole thing about, you know, like, I knew this was bound to happen one day. Let's get this over with, and maybe this will be a lesson to everyone else who wants to step up and challenge my authority. <laughs> and then Hulk immediately just punches his head off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the, the build-up and the pacing of that joke really landed for me. Um, that, that worked pretty well. I mean, honestly, um, it's made Nerd Hulk worth having been there for no reason for the two previous Ultimate Avengers. Like I, I had no mm, idea sure, what so he, why he was a part of this comics, and now I'm like, okay, I, I like it. <laughs> so that they can have like a vampire Hulk, yeah, I guess so. Which is yeah, which is kind like, of a fun idea. Which is just like you have a team of like vampire Hulk, vampire sticks, vampire kid, Daredevil in yellow and blue costume, with mm -hmm. a, a full army of vampires against a weird team of Ultimate Avengers. That, yeah, it's just weird and bonkers and fun, like dumb fun, but like. Not as dumb as the previous ones, I think. And, and like, it's weird how he, like, after after so many arcs of taking himself really seriously, he, like, kind of knows how to dial back yeah. a little bit. 
have a little fun. Like the scene of Blade interrogating a vampire and he like ties <laughs> him up and puts him in a, a tub of water. And as a priest, and the vampire's like, what's the priest doing here? And he's like, if I think you're lying to me, this priest is going to bless the water and turn it into holy water. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great joke. Oh, or, or the vampire... I think the priest says, too. like, it's going to get all jacuzzi in here or something like that. Yeah, sure, it's stupid, yeah. But, like, it works okay. But it's, it's great. Like, it's that light... It's, it's kind of working with yeah. the light touch. I, I like the, the vampire who he holds a cross up to, and he was like, that doesn't do anything to me, I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he stabs him through the heart with it. Uh, that's that's pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, yeah there's it, it's good. Like, there's still, like, your Mark Millerisms sometimes of, uh, of yeah. I don't know, Hawkeye just being like, Black Widow, do you have to be such a bitch all the time? Right? Like, stuff like that. We're just casually calling women bitches just for uh, the laugh line. Yeah. Um, that, that stuff is still here, of course, but it's not so pervasive <laughs> as it usually is. That stuff is dialed down quite a bit. And then I genuinely really like how this plays out. I think the, the vampire invasion at the end is like thousands of vampires are, uh, coming down on the Triskelion and it's like... Yeah, and they're actually they, starting to turn the, like, giant man, I mean, the giant man of shields, like the, the, mm -hmm. the guys that replaced Hank Pym, basically. Mm -hmm. Which is like having a giant vampire, like crawling, or a yeah. giant, like, and he's getting swarmed with the vampires, and then he turns into a vampire. And then, like, the the threat, you know, it's like, I'm never like, oh no, what what are the implications for the world that's going to get run over the vampires? But, like, it does somewhat sell, like, there's a real threat here. If they turn all these superheroes into vampires, you know, they will, <laughs> like, the danger is real. Yeah. Um, and Captain America, at the end here, gets Thor's hammer. Which can do some some nerdy Thor here, which like I don't. They spent too much time focusing on this guy and his like backstory. I think he was a guy from like Ultimates two that yeah, got forgotten of, and yeah. left behind, and that shield took in. Yeah, May, Payrune, something like that. Yeah, yeah like he was the, the basically the Russian Hulk, communist Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah it's pretty, sorry. Yeah, pretty pretty boring character. They spent too much time with, but the whole point is to get his. <laughs> His hammer involved, which like Thor's hammer can teleport any number of people. Uh, and at the yeah. end here, when like all hope is lost, uh, Captain America grabs the hammer and teleports the entire Triskelion to uh, the Iranian desert, <laughs> and <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> like brings them all to broad daylight, and the vampires all die because they're in the desert now. Uh, which is great. It's a really fun like that's a very fun, clever, over the top, silly. Uh, thing that like landed really well for me. Yeah, so, I, I had a ton of fun with this. Like, yeah, good, good job. I, and I love how the like Nick Fury's reaction to that is like calling Steve Rogers a, a great tactician or something. Like, no, he just teleported. <laughs> Tries getting that's not tactics. That's just yeah. And everybody else is like, uh, Iran's going to be really mad about this. <laughs> like, we're yeah, have an international incident. Although you know, what does Steve Rogers care? This Steve Rogers care about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good, pretty fun. I mean, it's 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 kind of that kind of fun where I'm like, I'm glad to read one of these every month or two, like one of these arcs. It's not something where I'm just like, oh man, I'm drooling for the next one. I can't wait yeah. to see where this goes. But like, yeah, I had a I had a good time with this one. I'm, I'm glad we glad we read I mean, this. So uh, I'm actually surprised you were into it just because you've been so you've been really down on Mark Miller for a while, but this one worked. For yeah, because like this is the one where he stops taking himself too seriously. Like, it's just dumb fun from beginning to end, so I liked it on, on that level. It is weird, though, like, how how far we've come from him being the, like, flagship of the Ultimate Universe with his Ultimates 
to just mm-hmm. doing some weird dumb stuff with obscure characters here mm-hmm. yeah 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 um i wonder if that's like by design or by choice from him or if it's like a little bit of editorial realizing like there's you know like he's not going to build a foundation maybe he can build a foundation real quick but then he won't have anything to do with it right because he's not like i said he's not a planner yeah. i don't think so like he could come up with the idea for old man logan right but then like you don't really want him to run with it because he's just gonna sabotage it <laughs> he's gonna like sabotage yeah. it by like continually like adding new stupid stuff and not taking what he's already done seriously um you know so like that that is kind of a fun thing that he built old man logan but then I'm glad that, like, it gets handed off to other people who then take it seriously and try to, like, build it in, you know, lasting ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it, that, is, that is an interesting point. Um, yeah. So, uh, enjoyable stuff. Moving on to our last comic for the batch here. Last comic for the batch. That's a, a real sentence <laughs> that makes sense. The last batch of comics that we read. Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man. We're back to the old numbering. Uh, so it's 150 through 155. I initially had 156 on the list here and yeah. realized that, like, it didn't really work here. So, like, I'm pushing it down to uh, to the, the next batch of episodes. So if you read that for this, if you already jumped ahead, sorry. Um, I read, like, the first few pages and I was like, oh, no, this works much better as part of the next. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's the beginning of the next arc, so. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. This... <laughs> Most of this arc, after we get past 150, uh, or maybe starting in 152, just starts splashing across the, um, the 153 starts it, the, the covers all say, Death of Spider-Man Prelude, right? Um, and then you actually get into, like, the Death of Spider-Man. Do you hate that as much as I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, but- now it's just, like... Marvel DC talk for hey that big storyline is coming in six months this has nothing to do with it but we're still announcing it no I just mean saying like death of Spider-Man period right like that uh you know like j- just like you know name your oh, event as I mean, something exciting without saying like, yeah I hate it and but the, it's also the end like of this will be a the death base of, of, of superhero comics like if a big character is going to die you it has to be an event I guess I get. I mean, I guess that's so because it sells comics. But like, man, is that unsatisfying? Like, yeah, <laughs> and, well, I had it like, too. But calling yeah. Avengers Endgame, the death of Iron Man, right? Like, just an insane yeah. thing to think that's normal, and it's so cynical and it's so like money grubbing, right? Like, yeah. clearly, it's just there because if Spider Man just dies in a random comic, then you'd be like, oh wow, what a crazy thing to have happened. But if he dies after, you know. 10 months of telling us that he's going to die, then uh, apparently, you know, we'd sell a lot more comics leading yeah. up to that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's very frustrating. Um, I mean, you know, I've read all this before. I've read the entire Spider-Man run, so, like, none of this is a surprise to me. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I wonder how often, you know, they, they actually pull a, a twist, right, and call a death of something <laughs> and then don't deliver on that. Um, or, you know, try to do something yeah. tricky. But... But then people would just be mad because they're like, I was expecting Wolverine to die. <laughs> like, I mean, strange, they, they very, always come back after strange. like maximum well, three years. Yeah, like, of the, course, the right, only yeah. exception is the death of Captain Marvel. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll talk about that is because we don't actually get to that arc here. But I think that's uh, the the real death of Spider-Man arc is the next issue, or the next batch of comics. Um, 
Okay, so 150 is kind of a... It, it's, it's Carol Danvers sitting down with Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. I kind of like that Brian Michael Bendis doesn't really do the Captain America, like, from Mark Miller. Like, he's a little yeah. bit of a, a, a hard-ass, but, like, he's not really the, like, you know... He, he definitely does not lean too much into the, the ultra-right-wing uh, Captain America. No, he's yeah. more, like, just kind of patronizing, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. But it's Carol Danvers, uh, so Spider-Man, like, fights... Um, <laughs> according to... That can't be true. Never mind. <laughs> according to Marvel Fandom, it says <laughs> fighting Blade. Oh, no, that's one of the little mini-stories later. Um, it, it's one of those, like, stupid villains. Uh, I can't remember his name. Lasher uh, or something? I can't remember. Ringer. Oh, Ringer, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who, uh, it's the guy who, like, keeps showing up and keeps, like, embarrassing himself in front of Spider-Man. No, that, um, that was, um... Uh... uh Shocker. Charlotte, you can't... Your cusses. What did I say? You said fuck. No, sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Yeah. Every time you do that, I got to go in and edit it out. And everyone has to hear a big Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's Ringer. You're right. Uh, yeah. The, wait. Oh, yes. It is Shocker is this one. Um, they yeah. just make a joke out of him. Yeah. Anyway, so Ringer's this like small time jewelry thief guy here. And Spider-Man, you know destroys the block cars are thrown into buildings and there's all this fire and stuff um and they make a thing about like the, the guy was making off with like ten thousand dollars worth of jewelry and spider-man caused two million dollars of property damage which is like a very yeah. <laughs> it's a fun little wink towards the truth of a lot of these big fights um and uh carol danvers is sitting with the three avengers being like he's a problem now i need to deal with him what do we do like do i take him out do i ground him uh, or do I bring him in and like lock him up? What do I do? And then it's like it's a fun little. I mean, it's 150, so they're they're trying to like kind of talk about Spider-Man overall. So that you get the three yeah. stories with different artists: um, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. All talk about having run-ins with uh, with Spider-Man, and it's good. It's fun. I don't want to like get into the individual little stories, but like I think it's just a fun little like reflection of him bouncing off these heroes, and it's fun to see so many different artists. Mm. You get um, La Fuente, Sarah Pacelli. Joel Jones, uh, Jamie McKelvey, who you like, right? Because of Wick Wicked and Divine. Yeah. And uh, and Scotty Young, also like notably two women artists here. And I was like, are these the first two women we've had <laughs> in the Ultimate Universe? Um, mm. I I'm not that sure, but didn't Sarah Pacelli do some stuff like in Ultimate Spider-Man already? Did she already? Maybe she has. I, um, I think so, but I'm I'm not completely sure. Yeah, I feel like just the fact that I'm asking is... Uh, yeah, no, it, it's still <laughs> you know, very like, recent and very... It's a problem. Yes, yeah, I mean, it, it's not even like... It, it's funny because... Uh, no, no, she is not. This is her first. I'm looking okay, at now. never mind. Yep. Um, I, I kind of think the... Um, do you remember those very manga-looking issues of X-Men? I kind of think that was a female oh, artist. Yeah. If I, if Maybe. I, Oof, I couldn't say. But it's, it, you know, not even for like... You know, because I talk, we talk about having, like, a diverse writer base, right, sometimes, and, you know, how, like, it's good because yeah. you get better representation of different characters and, you know, a, a wider view, and sometimes if there was just a woman in the room, you no one would have written this line. Um, there's that, but it's also just, like, 
they're like half the people, right? Like, it's just kind of crazy to me. You just think about sometimes it's like, yeah, they're just half the people out there. And like, especially artists, like finding a woman artist yeah. who wants to draw superhero comics, like they're all over the place. Like, it's just nuts. <laughs> I know we and harp like, on this for, a lot. Like, it's like for how good Sarah Pichelli is, it's crazy that oh, she's not she's, doing half the line at this point. She did just start in. So she like, I, I looked, it looked like she did like a dozen, 20 issues over in mainline Marvel. Yeah. And she jumped in. So she's a new artist coming in. It's just, you know, it's just wild how uh, bad Marvel is. It's 2010. This is 10 years ago, yeah. 12 years ago, right? This is not like the 1970s. This is like 12 years ago, and it's still just like, all right, yeah, we're getting our first woman <laughs> here. I mean, it's that, like, factoid that I keep bringing up, which is, like, Marvel hired its first black woman in a creative yeah. role in, like, 2018. Like, Yeah, no, no, it's, it's that's, crazy. That's insane. I mean, just, just by, like... You know, throwing darts at the wall. You should have hit a hit a black woman by then, right? Like, it's just it's just crazy. Like, I mean, it just makes. It I'm clear sure they would have. I'm sure there was a better way to put that, but yeah, yes, I agree. No, no, I think that works really well. I think that <laughs> where I sold my point exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's just you know, it's very it's very. Uh, confounding. Yeah, no, it's, it's, but you know, it, it's also like I—I I mean, not not to say like I just don't know how this happens. Like I know how it happens. I understand how it happens, right? It's just like in 2010, you know, you have quote unquote like enlightened people working in creative, and the fact that like no one is making being like where are the women in our office? Um, really speaks <laughs> to uh, speaks to a problem. Yeah. Anyway, so um, the the main thing here that I think is super fun is that Carol Danvers decides that the best thing to do with Spider-Man is to put him through superhero training. Great idea. Like, what a fun idea. Yeah. I, uh, I really like this. I kind of, based on the next four or five issues that we read, I kind of wonder if anything comes of it. Oh, no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that nothing happens. Like, well, it, it, I mean, it's kind of undercut by the fact that we're getting, like, on the third issue here, like, Death of Spider-Man prelude, and it's like, oh, okay, here, cool, here's yeah. this whole new era of Spider-Man, and we're gonna watch him, like... I mean, <laughs> maybe it happens at some points, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't happen with Peter Parker. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's, it's like, such a good idea, and then they're just like, and we've got 12 issues to wrap it up before he dies. Um, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I, I'm excited to see this. This kind of sounded like a really good, fresh take on Spider-Man, of, like, how do we move him into something new how do we you know maybe graduate him from high school but also graduate him into being like a real hero like up with the big boys right like move him into the avengers yeah. or something have him be trained by iron man and thor and captain america like great idea and you get a little of it you get a little bit of it um get one page of it i mean iron man i, I like the iron man so iron man is him and uh... yeah <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, that's a fun detail that Iron Man just shows up to his house and it's just like, I'm here to pick up Peter Parker. And Aunt May is just like, you're ruining our lives. Go. Like, you need to leave. Um, that, that works. That works very well. And uh, yeah. And then I like it's when very he shows up. for Tony Stark to do that. <laughs> and then when he shows up, uh, Tony Stark for like his actual, you know, training, Tony Stark's like, um, all right, so uh, try to hit me, I guess. And Peter Martin's like, you're wearing, like, multi-billion dollar armor. I can't do anything to hit you. And Tony Stark's like, oh, um, I guess we could. And Peter's like, do you have a plan? And he's like, no, I'm doing this because my girlfriend made me. <laughs> like, 
This is all very yeah. good and very, like, in character for him to, like... Your first lesson is from Iron Man, who basically is like, I don't know, I didn't plan for this at all. <laughs> like, yeah. I have nothing. Um, that, that's that's very good. And, uh, and then, did we actually get the Captain America scene? I know Captain America approached him and Gwen. I'm trying I, to remember. I think that's 156. Okay, maybe, maybe that's, like, right at the end here. Um, yeah. And then there's, like, a weird side thing here of Black Cat... I mean, I guess the... The main threat thing happening here, Black Cat. <laughs> yeah, the has... wood side thing is the main storyline, but um... <laughs> but it feels totally superfluous. It's it's kind of like it's just so strange because it's like he sets up this really really fun idea that I would be like I'd read a year of this. I'd read a year of like him getting tra- him hanging out with Thor and Asgard and right like you could do an arc out of each of these characters training him. I think that's such a good idea, and then he kind of pushes it aside for like the Black Cat. Uh, is trying to steal a artifact that Wilson Fisk had called the I don't know it's like this oh, the Zodiac key it's this onk looking thing um, yeah I have no idea what this is do you know it's some I, I think it's from I, mean, I think the, it um, comes from like the six one six Zodiac but I don't I don't know if it has any equivalent I mean yeah. I don't think it's very much the same in the six one six universe it's basically like it's the same general idea as the tablet that Kingpin, Kingpin wanted to steal in, like, 60s Spider-Man. Like, him well, collecting like, some antique powerful stuff. Except that it's actually just a cosmic cube, right? Like, it's your thoughts manifest. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, as soon oh, as yeah, Kingpin gets it... it is it, a cube. Well, yeah. Kingpin gets it, and then he immediately... Everyone in his vicinity just turns into a skeleton, and he's just like... Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know how to use this. I'm going to put it in a vault. <laughs> um, which is actually surprising. I like, I like that detail that Kingpin realize that it's too dangerous and put it away that like yeah. he's not an idiot right that kingpin realize like oh well i can't use this this won't make me any money like this is just dangerous to have around and i need to lock this yeah. up um i do i do like that detail um and then uh yeah it's a bunch of like zodiac and Mis- or not zodiac black cat and mysterio fighting over this and black cat i think kills a bunch of people with it and like makes a skyscraper disappear uh maybe yeah Kind of, it's a little unclear, and I don't know. Uh, just like I, I think big disaster in in the middle of NYC, and they are trying to get uh, Black Cat to let go of the Zodiac Key. Is the main. I thing. think it's, I think it's an okay plotline. Like it's this is not bad by any means. I like the art quite a bit. Like Sarah Pacelli's art is really nice. Um, it's mostly that he sets up like a very cool, compelling storyline, and then. It gets pushed aside for this while that thing kind of bounces yeah. around in the background. Um, I just, you know, I, I guess maybe it's just a, a expectations thing, but like <laughs> he kind of set those expectations and then immediately moved on. And then also yeah. with the expectations being undercut by that like death of Spider-Man prelude, so it's just like, yeah, it's hard to get. Yeah, to, um, it, it kind of feels like him running out of time. Like he 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 has still some ideas left, and he doesn't have the time to to give them the the space they need to have. But, like, there's no world in which Brian Michael Bendis was told... Yeah. I don't know, I'll still look this up. There's no world in which he was told, you gotta kill off Spider-Man and do something new. Right? Like... Yeah. Th- th- I, because he, he doesn't leave the title, right? Like, he creates Miles Morales and continues on Spider-Man for a while, right? So, like, he keeps working on Spider-Man comics. This is not... I don't think this is Brian Michael Bendis being shuffled off the, the title. Plus, at this point, like... Ultimate Spider-Man is the flagship Ultimate title. Like, what else totally. I, at I this mean, point comes near it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if like the sales were down. You know, I have no idea. Like, yeah. I should read into this and like 
look about the behind the scenes stuff, but it's just it's very strange to me because it just it does feel like he's working like at a really you know like like he's got new ideas. The the comic is like evolving, um, you know, like it, it has it has shaken off its staleness earlier, especially with the, the new um, artists, and uh, and then it kind of just feels like it's rushing to this ending that doesn't necessarily yeah. need to happen. So although you know. Turned out, turned out well, and I, I do like how this ends. Like my memory is that like the next arc, the death of Spider-Man arc, is quite good, um, and I do, I do kind of like it. So I so. don't think I've read before actually, so I'm excited to to get yeah. into that. And then Sarah Pacelli sticks around for the Miles Morales stuff, so that's cool. That's good to hear because yeah. I really like really liked her art. So I wonder if she's credited yeah, I mean, as co-creator. She she yeah. will, she'll become a, a long time. Um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis collaborator. She did like Civil War two and some Iron Man stuff. I think with him in uh, in mainline. Okay. Oh, she is the she is considered the co creator. Like the uh, the creators are yeah. Bendis and Pacelli. Cool. 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 Yeah. I didn't know that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, interesting. I mean, you know, like I'm of two minds because I'm kind of like this is good. Like I don't know why this is you know like, yeah. running to running into a wall Ooh, and here and like but also what there comes is... after is you know very interesting. Yeah, there's that interesting also scene um, between him and J.J. and Jameson. Like, them meeting for the yes, first time after yeah, Spidey yeah. saved uh, J.J.'s life. Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah, that, that and, was And uh, really Jameson good. being yeah. like, okay, you saved my life, I'm grateful, I won't reveal your secret identity, and anything you want from me, you have it. Like, that's like, a really rich. interesting like, shift in that dynamic. Yeah, that's really good. And he's like, I'm very rich. Like, I'll give you whatever you want. And he's like, nothing. Uh, and then like, like I just want a like, job <laughs> he's like I want a job that like if I have to be Spider-Man I won't get fired and then he's like yeah. you want a job and he's like yeah because I want to go to college and I need money for college and he's like okay I'll pay for your college and he's like no I don't want you know like it's that very sweet like <laughs> Spider-Man being like although yeah this that that did read to me as a little uh <laughs> my instinct was to say Mary Sue-ish like <laughs> but I, in, a, in a way of just like he's just too perfect so Spider-Man being like, no, I won't let you pay for my college. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think it would be okay, right? Like, that, that's one of those things where it's like, I think it would be fine for you to let someone <laughs> pay for your college. Um, in that yeah, way. So, like, I mean, I, I get that he would feel weird about J. Jonah Jameson paying for his tuition. I don't know. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it, it's... It, overall, I really like that that dynamic, and, and I like yeah. that they even bring back that J. Jonah Jameson. Like the the yeah. end line is very funny of like him being like, "Thank you so much," and they're shaking hands, and he's like, "All right, uh, I'm glad we worked this out. Get out of my office," and then like a pause panel, and then no, seriously, get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, just, to, just to yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah, I would have looked again. forward to like that being uh, an ongoing relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm very. Yeah. I have no idea how. The Miles JJJ thing plays. Yeah, um, that sounds interesting to me too. So, um, I mean, I, we're talking very frankly about the fact that this Spider-Man issue, these Spider-Man comics are going to end, and Miles is going to take over. Right? Yeah, like in a way that I feel like it kind of feels spoilerish. Um, but like the comics are doing. It, but like, right? if so you've like, read these comics, you've seen the Death of Spider-Man stuff, so you know what's right. Going. Exactly. So like, if it wasn't for that, like, I wouldn't be talking so frankly about it. Yeah. Um, but the comics kind of you know, suck the air out of this themselves. So, um, I think that's it for me. Uh, any, any other yeah. thoughts from you on these comics? I'm, I, I had a good time. This was a good batch. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, the next for different reasons, but I liked most of it. Uh, I like the most exciting for me is like Hickman coming in and having new, 
new people because it feels like we've been stuck in Bendis Miller realm for a while. Um, yeah, yeah and, I'm, um, I don't know that Hickman does anything else for the. Oh, oh, I'm, ooh, I, he does. Never he mind, does I'm completely wrong. Else. He does. Yeah, yeah, I'm completely wrong. Never mind. Yeah, he, um, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for Avengers. more for more Ultimate Hickman. Yeah. Yeah, here, let me let me pull this up. He does. Uh, he does a bunch oh, of yeah, the, no, like, yeah. Fall, he d- he does some out. huge stuff. I'm I'm just dumb. <laughs> well, it's not it's not that much stuff. I think he does like a dozen issues of the Ultimates and four issues of Hawkeye, and then a handful of like little random issues here and there. Yeah, but like, the, some uh, big stuff happens in it. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then um, we'll get to this when it comes, but maybe it's it's worth mentioning now for people who are reading along. The Ultimate Universe intersects with six one six at the end of it. Right, like the Ultimate Universe yeah. ends in uh, in what we're gonna say is nine months from now, and it intersects with six one six in some pretty big uh, crossover events. Right, like I guess it's not a spoiler, and I I have not read it, so I can't spoil it. But it does cross over with six one six in Secret Wars, so I don't think that's a spoiler to say so. Um, we I think we have decided we're not going to do any of that. I think we're gonna end this show in the Ultimate Comics just when it kind of right before it gets tied too much into the like yes yeah, so technically the the last series of the ultimate universe is called ultimate end and it, it mm-hmm. is a tie-in into secret wars and i think we are not mm-hmm. going to do that because like it is a tie-in so it would it would require us to to actually read what's going on in uh totally and, and part part of that is like not wanting the reader to feel like oh, okay i have to all of a sudden get familiar with modern day secret wars okay what do i have to do to read the secret wars crossover oh there's 8 years of lead up in jonathan hickman's work to get to <laughs> secret wars right like the secret wars reading list is absolutely insane right it's yeah. this huge thing and i think it's going to send people down this spiral um especially because we're not there in my world here we're still back in the 90s in the mid 90s um, we're going to get to it eventually in my run this year, and when we do, we'll cross over with it. But, like, for the reader, I think that makes sense, but also for me, because I don't want to do it, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I want to experience my run this year one year at a time, the way we're doing it, and I've never read any of the, uh, the 2010s Secret War stuff, so, like, I, I wouldn't really want to have to, like, all of a sudden launch into, like, a huge 616 reading experience. So I, I think that's the way that this is going to... Yeah, up. I mean, it is it is a long way ahead, but I do think it would yeah. be interesting to like do a last episode of my ultimate year, like whenever we get to to the tw- to the twenty tens in the main uh, in the main show, like do a mm-hmm. legacy episode of uh, what has uh, happened to the ultimate universe uh, by the end. Sure, but yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's <laughs> a long way up. Yeah, when we get to what was it twenty fifteen. I think is Secret Wars, yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah when we get to twenty fifteen, my Marvel's year, so which twenty twenty five, something like that. I mean, not kidding. Like twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six. Yeah, honestly, you know, like yeah, who knows? It's gonna be a while. <laughs> yeah. <we> get there. <laughs> um, but I think it'll be fun to like read it, you know, a little bit yeah. more as it comes out. The other question, Charlotte, we haven't talked about this yet. What do we replace my ultimate year with? Um, I mean, I don't know if it will work out timing-wise, but we have that Invincible mm-hmm. show. Oh, yeah. Well, that, you know, yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, that could be, especially just for the amount of time that we have to do things, um, like that could work out. But, uh, I mean, I was thinking we'll, we'll want to have something a little bit more uh, longer lasting after that. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about it, but if you listeners have ideas, I mean, stuff that I've bandied yeah. around in my head uh, is just doing the other weird corners of 
Marvel comics. So like, I know you're not. I know you've mentioned twenty ninety nine, and I'm just yeah. exhausted in advance thinking about that. <laughs> you know what? I I like those twenty ninety nine issues quite a bit, but like not quite enough to want to dive in. So like, I'm kind yeah. of I'm kind of with you. Uh, I mean, I was thinking like stuff that we're just not going to cover that I think is actually worth covering. So like, um, what is it like? Marvel, uh, Marvel Zombies, right? Um, yeah, like that, reading. I love the. Have you read Marvel Zombies? I've read like maybe the first volume, something like that. It's surprisingly really good. Like I think all that's yeah. very good work. I think it's. I mean, I liked Robert it w- best, in uh, in Ultimate Fantastic comic. Four. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. It starts there, but yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite Kirkman comics for sure. Um, Marvel sixteen oh two. Have you ever read those? I read those. I read 1602. Okay. There's some there's some good stuff and there's some interesting legacy stuff of 1602 uh, mm-hmm. after yeah, the, I mean, there's, the main there's stuff. All... That's interesting. <laughs> Honestly, we could just go find out everything that ties into Secret Wars <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> you go read it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I mean, does as well. Secret Wars is the, like, multiverse event, so every yeah. timeline yeah. goes into Secret Wars at some point or the other. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, it'd, it'd be we'll, interesting so we'll... to do, like, the, the Old Man Logan or Spider-Gwen or, like, all those alternate universes. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to confer with Dave about like, hey Dave, yeah. what kind of stuff do you think will not end up in the uh, the my Marvel yeah. seer list and uh, and see what you know what, what yeah because we'll I'm I, I'm seeing that I and mean, there's no way Old Man Logan isn't in the main list. Right. Yeah. There, there's going to be some of that for sure. But like Dave's not Dave might have the first volume of Marvel Zombies on uh, on the yeah. list, but we're definitely not going to read like Marvel Zombies two, three, four. You know, Marvel yeah. Zombies versus uh, you know Ash and the Evil Dead, whatever. So. Um, yeah, something to consider, and if you listeners have any fun ideas, throw them our way. We'll, uh, we'll definitely consider it. So thank you all for listening. Again, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear, and as little as a dollar a month really helps us out. If you do an annual subscription to the podcast, you get a 10% discount. I should uh, should be mentioning that more. I always forget. I think that's a little easier for uh, for people just to pay it once and then forget about it. Um, yeah. Reviews on Apple Podcasts and ratings on Spotify are really appreciated. By Divine Right did our theme music, and uh, next week, or next month, rather, we will be doing Ultimate Comics. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of Avengers versus New Ultimates, which sounds tiring to me. <laughs> um, something <laughs> yeah. called the, the, the rest of this Ultimate Spider-Man arc, and then something called Ultimate Fallout. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm interested, which I think Hickman is very involved with. So, Ooh, interesting. Um, interested, interested in reading all of that. So yeah. we will see you next month and top of the morning to you. <laughs> top of the morning to you. James Doody Dench. Can you do a Scottish accent real quick? Can you do a Scrooge McDuck? Isn't isn't top of the morning Irish? Yeah, but you know, whatever. I, I, I yes. Mean, All right, I can do Scrooge McDuck. I'm the richest duck in the world. That's pretty good. I get it. I can yeah. do, uh, what's his name? I can do Gerald Butler from How to Train Your Dragon. Like when he sings the song in the second one. I can do that. Do it right now, please. Oh my, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, to search a part of the song where there's a, he rolls an R. Um, I'll s- swim and sail on savage seas with never fear of drowning. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty good. I can't roll an R whatsoever. I don't, I don't have that ability. But uh, good job, Charlotte, and that's how we'll end the show. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's our best ending yet. <laughs> <laughs>